Hello friends, and welcome back to Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And today we're travelling to another rather late mono mixer in LP, and that is Odessa by the Bee Gees, the double album experience from the group. Released on the 8th of March 1969 in the UK and the 30th of March 1969 in the USA, the album is kind of slap bang in the middle of its kind of birthdays right now not a specific one actually just 54 years so nothing too round although still an impressive time but this album is one that is a bit uh, it's got a really interesting history behind it it's a fascinating listen kind of combining three different concepts that the group couldn't settle on there was a whole bunch of disagreements between the group and it was all a bit of a mess and the group themselves often haven't looked back on the time that fondly but the fans today find it quite an interesting experience and i do too the album was originally released in a lovely red velvet flocked cover that looks absolutely gorgeous though it feels both wonderful and a bit weird at the same time Regardless, the album was originally issued in stereo the whole world over, as well as a mono mix in the UK. It did receive one or two other mono issues around the world, though I'm not too sure if they were dedicated releases or not, but the Polydor mono release is certainly the one to get for the mono mix, so we'll keep that in mind here. I'll be taking the mixes today from the three CD box set, as this is the only mono release of the album and I might as well use a consistent mastering, and to me the mastering sounds good, so it feels like a good starting point. I do want to address the fact that I'd read online beforehand that many people have assumed that the album, outside the singles and the title cut, was a fold down, and this simply isn't the case. Not only has Andrew Sandoval, who oversaw and produced the three CDs deluxe edition of the album certainly stated that it was a dedicated mix through and through but listening here with the exception of one track there's definitely clear differences in every track there may be one fold down we'll get to as we go through but that one makes sense in the context of the track and certainly it still sounds great in either mix before we dig in though, of course, I gotta give a huge shout out as always to my patrons, whose support helps keep the show going and of course keeps us free from any nasty advertisements. So this month I gotta give a huge shout out to our newest patron, Shirty Mop, so thank you so much for coming aboard. And if you too want to sign up and get extra mixology and back to mono content, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash back to mono and this sunday on mixology on 45 we'll be carrying on the bg's listening party with the great single words and its b-side sinking ships and that a-side wow what a difference between the two mixes but if you want to know more head on over to the patreon this sunday either way i think that's given us enough material for the intro now so let's kick into the main body kicking off of course with the first lp in the two album set and the first track here odessa now right off the bat the track with the sound effects is mixed lower in the mono allowing the instrumentation to stand out far more we'll hear the beginning of the track first in stereo and then again in mono
and again in mono. And then when the vocals enter at 29 seconds, these have a far greater echo effect applied in stereo as opposed to the mono. Of course, let's hear that again in stereo first and then again in mono. And again in mono. February the British ship Veronica was lost without a sign. Now this echo difference generally applies throughout the mix of the vocals, though not as prominent as it does here. However, to me the acoustic in the verses stands out more in mono, and the piano is just a little clearer, if likely a little drier. So with this in mind, let's hear a section of the verse, starting with the mono and moving to stereo. Cherub, I lost the ship in the Baltic Sea. On an iceberg running free into stereo, sitting, filing this book to the shape of a ship, sailing my way back to your lips. One passing ship gave way. However, once we get into the chorus, this also demonstrates the same effect of the echo, but to generally a greater nature. We'll start with the mono at 4 minutes 35 and then move into stereo. <laughs> Five minutes 26 the acoustic guitar is treated to more echo once again in stereo so let's start in mono and then again in stereo
and again in stereo. Now, the final section of the track mirrors the echo differences heard at the beginning, but as this affects the way the track ends, we'll hear those final vocals, first in the dry mono and then again in the wetter stereo. And again in stereo. Now the second track on the album is You'll Never See My Face Again, and this is one where generally the mono is just a warmer mix, while the stereo is far more open and somewhat pleasing, the mono especially getting distorted in louder sections, though it does benefit from a clearer bass. We'll keep this in mind as we move through. So, the first chorus brings out an immediate difference, as the vocals here are given a sudden boost in echo in mono only. We'll start at 36 seconds so you can hear the echo levels on the line before, first in stereo and then again in mono. You can expect a soul to stay. You think that you can stand and there. It makes me And again in mono. You can expect a soul to stay. You think that you can stand in there. It makes me laugh. You got no friends. Keeping in mind that which was noted earlier, let's have a look at a later section of the track and do a direct comparison. This will highlight the main benefits of each mix. The mono is a compressed and relatively mushy mess with a thick sound and very clear bass, while the stereo is incredibly clear and well mixed, with the acoustic guitars right up but the bass somewhat lost by comparison. Mono into stereo. It's come my turn to make it Stereo. I wish that I could be a rover. You think that you can stand and laugh? It makes me laugh. You got no friends. As for the fade, we see an earlier fade in mono this time. But 
Due to the nature of the bigger echo in the tail, we'll play the whole thing in mono first and then again in the longer stereo. And again, in stereo. Last track on side one is Black Diamond, and overall here all elements feel in relative balance with each other, allowing for a slight loss in definition on some elements in the mono comparatively. For a bit of body, we'll highlight the final chorus section, starting in mono and opening into stereo. Now the outro is where this textual difference stands out to me, as the orchestral elements leap out a little more in mono by comparison. The fade is also just a hair longer, so we'll start with the second half of the outro in mono, where the fade ends on Old Lang Syne, and then again in stereo, where it ends on Old. And again in stereo. Side 2 opens up with Marley Pert Drive, a track that was interestingly also issued on the No One's Gonna Change Our World LP, the original release of the Beatles Across the Universe track. And again, here we have a similarly mixed number, with no mix having a real upper hand clarity wise and both offering plenty to enjoy. Let's have a sample to compare as always, starting in mono and moving into stereo. Sunday morning woke up yawning swim Pull down the hand and looked in the glass just to see if I was in Into stereo Went up the stairs and kissed my woman to make it come alive Cause with 15 kids and a family on the skits I gotta go for a Sunday drive 15 kids and a family on the skids I gotta go for a Sunday drive and at the end of the outro, the strings feel louder to me in stereo, so we'll hear this whole section to the tail, in mono, then again 
in stereo. And again, in stereo. Side 2 then continues on with Edison, and here's one where the stereo runs notably slower than the mono, so keep this in mind. Now, the lead vocals here are much wetter in mono, with the stereo already being quite wet. We'll highlight that first verse, as these are presented with minimal other elements at the same time, first in stereo, then again in mono. He made electric lights to read, he gave us light of day. He gave us cylinders to please when Edison came to stay. Edison came to stay. And again in mono. He made electric lights to read. He gave us light of day. He gave us cylinders to please when Edison came to stay. Edison came to stay. Overall, layers seem pretty close once again, though I find the mono to feel more full by comparison, with the backing vocals especially coming across beefier in said mix. We'll start in the stereo and move into the mono. All of the world can taste this glory, all of the people say, you be the man to write his story. Into mono. Edison's here to stay, Edison's here to stay. Interestingly, the vocal echo is reversed at 2 minutes 23 when the pulse is far larger in stereo than the tamed down mono. We'll highlight this little line, first in mono, then again in stereo. You'll be the man to write his story, Edison came to stay, Edison came to stay, and again in stereo. You'll be the man to write his story, Edison came to stay, Edison came to stay. And finally, we have a longer fade in the stereo, so naturally, we'll start with the mono. Up next is the classic Melody Fair, and here the bass instrument, I think is a cello, and the right channel is louder in the intro in stereo at 14 seconds. This time we'll hear this first in stereo, and then again in mono. And again in mono. Mm -hmm. 
Once again, things are generally similar here, but the bottom end, including the drums and bass guitar, has far more subtle bite in mono. Again, keep this in mind as we go through. Now, the claps at 1 minute 37 have more noticeable echo in mono, so stereo first, and again in mono. Watching the rain falling down Melody life isn't like the And again, in mono. Watching the rain falling down Melody life isn't like the rain In the first half of the chorus, the lead vocal is mixed with more echo in mono compared with the stereo. We'll use the second chorus here as it sounds a little bit thicker by this stage. We'll start with the stereo chorus and move to the mono. It's just like a merry go round. Won't you cuddle your hand? You can be beautiful too. Remember your And again in mono. It's just like a minutes 25 the vocals are mixed much higher in mono likely brought out by compression in the mixing stage we'll hear this first in stereo and then again in mono and again in mono suddenly comes up next, and the vocals here are a great example of the compression used in the mono mix. The mouth click at 31 seconds is far louder in stereo, as is the sibilant sound on suddenly after it. The mono has these comfortably in the mix by comparison. Let's hear that first in mono and again in stereo. Suddenly there's a girl in the rain alone and again in stereo. Suddenly there's a girl in the rain alone. Comparing the general layering, let's have a look at the verses. Overall, the textures are similar, but the vocals to me stand out a little more in stereo, and the bass is much more noticeable in said mix. We'll start in mono and move into stereo. By looking at me, how can you tell? You like what you see. Suddenly, there's a boy in the rain alone. Into stereo. Suddenly, there's a girl in the rain alone. Now, the wordless vocals from 1 minute 13 have the backing vocals much higher in mono. On stereo, the lead vocal stands right out, with the backing vocals being a soft bed by comparison. The same difference applies to the outro, which will choose to highlight out of both of these for the extra instrumentation, which naturally gets a little lost in mono underneath, though I'd argue this allows it to work more as a wall of sound rather than the piece together arrangement. 
will start in mono and move to stereo. <laughs> stereo. And right at the end, the mono has a longer fade, so we'll bring the stereo back up and cut to the mono at that key moment. Mono. And then closing out the first LP is the great Whisper Whisper. Now here's one where the main body is essentially the same, but the pan information, piano and strings feels like it's lower in mono, but this could well be due to the clarity playing with me. That said, a fold of the stereo makes a very similar sound to the mono. I don't want to outright call this a fold, but it feels very possible, and I will likely categorise it as such, as I made reference to this at the beginning of the episode. We'll start with the main body in mono, and move into the stereo. Into stereo. Stop makes me think the mono could be a fold is the transition into the outro and the sound of the outro itself. See the transition is flawlessly the same between both mixes being a crossfade between two different recordings and the outro sounds weirdly filtered in mono while appearing generally clean in stereo. A manual fold of the outro does present a reduction in clarity due to I guess some effects being placed in the vocal but not to the same degree as the mono itself, which means if the mono presented on the CD is a fold, it's the vintage fold used in the original mono LP. We'll start with the stereo and move to the mono, and then finally a fold of the stereo just for posterity. To mono. If I could feed you or I need you, then it would feed you if I should go. Doesn't matter what your name is, I can do a million things for you. Fold the stereo. No explanation, sexual patience, both of the nations doing it too. Now side two opens up with Lamplight, which was the B-side of the lead single and was the one that Robin really wanted to be the lead single. Here's one where for the most part the differences are textural. The acoustic leaps out a little more in mono, but as the track builds, this gets relatively lost in said mix. While Robin's lead vocal is a touch extra echo in the mono, but the stereo effect in the relative mix is likely as big, but gets a little lost by comparison with the effect in echo being to make the vocal bigger over the main track. Let's highlight an early section to clarify the difference here, starting from the mono and moving into stereo.
into stereo. I close my eyes, yes I don't know why. I and now a section from the second chorus, starting in mono and moving into stereo, and note how the acoustic in the left channel is now far more audible in the stereo mix. Now the bridge at 3 minutes and 6 seconds reduces the volume of the acoustic in mono relative to the vocals, making the section feel closer to a cappella than it actually is, while then being gradually brought up through the section. Let's hear it in stereo, then again in mono. And again in mono. Once we get to the wordless outro, the backing track just feels lost in mono when compared with the stereo, but this all shines out nice and clear. Of course, let's hear this in mono first, and then into the stereo. stereo. And right at the end, we get a hair more of the fade in stereo. So we'll start with the mono and fade up the stereo at that key moment. Stereo. Sound of Love continues the album on, and the sound here is remarkably similar, but the vocal in the chorus in mono has more of a reverberant sound, sitting a little more into the mix, while the stereo keeps it more upfront and somewhat drier. Naturally, we'll start with the mono and move into stereo.
vocals in the outro are mixed notably lower and more distant in mono. So let's highlight the passage at 245 as this is the most notable of them all. Mono first and then again in stereo. Stereo. Everybody loves the sound of love. Everybody loves the sound of love. This then leads on to Give Your Best, one that's a bit of a pairing with Marley Pert Drive from earlier in the musical nature of it. And here's one where texturally everything remains the same. Though the country instrumentation certainly feels like it's taken down a touch in mono, which made me consider this to be a fold. However, while close, the balance did not quite feel right comparatively when comparing the mono and a fold of the stereo, so I will still say that this is still dedicated, but very similar. Let's have a quick look just for posterity, starting with the mono. I'm just a clown. Used to run around. I used to have a million friends. Into stereo. I used to start where everybody is, but I just give my best to my friends. I've done my show. Now side three ends out with two orchestral tracks and overall for obvious reasons there's not much to cover with the two tracks themselves. The first is Serenity's Symphony and I will say that texturally they do feel different with the piano certainly feeling a little darker and mono with maybe a different use of echo applied to it. Let's highlight an early section of the track to highlight this particular aspect. Mono into stereo. to stereo. And then a key moment is at 2.45 the vocals have a very different echo in mono. So let's hear it in stereo first and then again in mono. Again in mono. And then to close out this side, we have With All Nations. And again, not much to say here, though it's certainly a dedicated mix. As when one folds the stereo, the first section feels the same, but the vocals in the latter section unfairly dominate the mix, while A being between the mono and stereo here brings a more balanced comparison. 
let's shift between the loud section in each mix and feel how, while similar, the nature of each mix allows for a change in texture. Mono into stereo. <laughs> Now the final side kicks off with the great I Laugh In Your Face, the first track recorded for the album at the same session as Gotta Get A Message To You. Now right off the bat, it's clear the piano is mixed less aggressively in stereo, with less processing applied. Just listen to the intro to the point where the strings come in in mono, and then again in stereo. And again in stereo. And then, once the vocal enters, it's treated to far more reverb in mono, while in stereo it sits far more out front. We'll sample this first in mono, and then again in stereo. The circus is coming to see the elephants into stereo. Everybody can hear you say that's out of style. My brother. And then the chorus, while technically more of the same, is worth highlighting for just how heavy the track gets in mono, with the strings and piano singing out in stereo, but being a thick wall of sound under vocals in mono, changing the impact somewhat. We'll start in stereo, then hit hard into mono. So favourite of mine comes up next is Never Say Never Again. This is one where the mixes truly sound identical, while both being very much dedicated. It's almost an ideal scenario where neither mix is actually unique. They are both strong, solid mixes where all elements are well balanced and clear, with no murkiness present in either. Of course, one does get the usual benefits on the stereo of thick arrangement such as this. Of course, one does get the usual benefits of a stereo mix on a thick arrangement such as this, especially on the strings. So we'll dive into the mono and open up into the stereo.
And then our final proper song here before our orchestral outro is the lead single, well, only single, 1st of May. And as such, it's certainly got a very dedicated monomix for that single release. We get a nice difference in the first verse, whereby the track panned over to the right with strings and a small amount of acoustic guitar is notably lower in the mix during this section. Let's hear a chunk from 30 seconds, first in stereo, then again in mono, where this almost vanishes. Don't ask me why, but time has passed us by. Someone else moved in from far away. Now we are tall, and Christmas trees are small, and you don't ask the time of day. And again, in mono. Don't ask me why, but time has passed us by. Someone else moved in from far away. Now we are tall, and Christmas trees are small, and you don't ask the time of Now there's certainly a differing texture to the vocal echo again in this number, coming across as deeper and boomier in mono, while still having the voice ride out on top. Let's look at the second verse this time, starting in mono and moving out into stereo. The apple tree that grew for you and me I watched the apples falling one by one Stereo. And I recall the moment of them all. The day I kissed your cheek and you were gone. Now, the backing track fades out at 2 minutes 28 in both mixes, and for me, it's handled a little better in mono, with the final piano note being more audible and the fade down being smoother. While in stereo, it kind of drops out under the final doo-doo, and the final note is heard exclusively through headphone bleed, which is a little less satisfying to the ears. We'll let this run to a final a cappella outro, which demonstrates the differing echo in fine fashion and features an earlier fade in stereo, while the mono only fades just about on the far away line, as this was prepared for 45 use, and having this read distantly sounding on the radio just wouldn't do. However, the more gradual fade on the stereo comes across as more pleasing. Let's hear the whole outro in mono first, and then again in stereo. Don't ask me why, but time has passed us by. Someone else moved in from far away. And again in stereo. Do 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 do. Don't ask me why. But time has passed us by Someone else moved in from far away 
And then to close things out, we get the third orchestral track here, The British Opera. Again, not much to say overall, except this is certainly not a fold, thankfully. The vocals are far louder in stereo, being mixed more texturally in mono, which for a track called The British Opera is quite amusing. Let's highlight the third and final section now, starting with the mono and moving into the stereo to finish us off. that i think that just about does it for this fantastic double album from well bgs as the cover lists it this album is one that people are divided on i personally really enjoy it i was a little bit uncertain of it on my first few listens but as time went on and then especially once i started to make this episode or make notes for it it really grew on me as a whole and there's so many great tracks strewn throughout that one really does have to listen to it all Regardless, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Mixology and it's given you a little more insight as to which version of the album to pick up. Original copies in the UK, both mono and stereo, are pretty evenly available, I suppose. Less mono ones tend to come up, but I find the value is pretty similar. So go out there and seek a nice looking copy of this album either way, because you need that cover in a nice condition. I've got a US one, but the gold's kind of come off a bit and it looks a little bit rubbish, but not too bad as well. And ultimately, I hope you've had a great time listening, as I said, but ultimately, thank you so much for listening today as i said this sunday on mixology on 45 we'll be jumping back a little bit looking at the bg single words and its b-side sinking ship so hell on over to the patreon for that and of course the link to that is down in the description along with the email if you wish to get in touch with me at back to radio at gmail.com and you can also find me on instagram at hypnotic fred there's other bits and pieces down there so have a little look and see what you so fancy but for now thank you so so much for listening and remember whoever you are and wherever you are have a great great day <laughs>